Hi, welcome to my CBT podcast. This is Dr. Julie Osborne, and as always, thanks for being here with me. I hope everybody's doing well and staying safe. And I wanted to start off with an email I got. So I wish let you know I'm going to share your emails when you write to me. Just let everybody know we're all in this together. So this is Dear Dr. Osborne, I'm writing to you from the UK. I found your podcast series on Spotify, and I must say that I found listening to them extremely valuable for myself during this period of time. I started to have panic attacks for the first time in my life during the first lockdown. I'm kind of, quote, stuck in the mud, middle-aged guy that never even knew what CBT was until I began to listen and make some changes. Now I can control my panic episodes before they get out of hand, and I'm beginning to have a better handle on anxiety feelings that many people are dealing with right now. So thank you very much. That's from Steve. So thank you, Steve. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for listening. And I'm just so excited that it's made such a difference for you just from listening to the podcast. So that's what I found that um, people are sharing with family and friends and people are really getting a lot of help. So again, my intention was to get CBT out there and just be able to help you guys and get you started. And I'm really grateful that it's made a difference. So that's been really cool. So please, you know, feel free to uh, send in your emails, how the podcast has helped, any suggestions, any recommendations you might have. You know, I'm open to all of it. And um, I'm reaching more and more people all around the world. So it's really been a great experience for me too. And I'm always looking for new ideas. So today's podcast, I'm going to teach you guys how cognitive behavioral therapy can help with body image. I've had a few people send me emails asking about me doing a podcast on body image because it's a big, it's a big issue on many different levels. So I'm going to start off with asking you some questions to see if you have an issue with body image. So the questions come from a book called Body Image Workbook by Thomas Cash. I want to give him credit. And here are some of the questions just to start off, and then we'll talk more about how the CBT can help and and what is it when you have a distorted body image. So one of the questions is, are you happy with your body that you live in, or would you rather be living elsewhere? Are there aspects of your physical appearance that you really despise? Do the same old negative thoughts about your looks keep popping into your head? Do you spend too much time worrying about what you look like? Do your feelings about your looks get in the way of enjoying your everyday life? Do these feelings impair with your self-esteem? Do you avoid certain situations because you feel self-conscious about how you look? Do you rely to a great extent on clothes or cosmetics to cover up, quote, flaws in your appearance? Are you often searching for the ultimate diet, the most effective body-shaping exercise, the right clothes, the most flattering cosmetics or hairstyle? Do you spend a lot of time, effort, and money attempting to repair your looks or achieve physical perfection? And are you contemplating cosmetic surgery? So these are just some things to ask yourself. Um, and again, this is in the you know relation to body image. So of course, some people get cosmetic surgery for many different reasons. So you know it's always shades of gray. We're not talking black and white here. So we're just talking about your own body image and how it can be distorted. So you know what disturbs people's minds is not events, but their judgments on events. Right, so let me read that one more time. What disturbs people's minds is not events, but their judgments on events. 
So that's your perception, right? And cognitive therapy talks a lot about having distorted perception and that we want to be able to look at evidence and have more balanced thinking. So let's talk about different things that they do around the world regarding beauty and how people look. So in China, you know, in the past, parents once bound the feet of their daughters in pursuit of beauty. In parts of Africa, both men and women elongate their earlobes and decorate their skin with minerals to look attractive. And this trend may be found in the United States as well now. At one time in this society, we found plump, rotund people to be the epitome of beauty. And old movies show us that Tarzan and Superman of past decades would hardly pass muster in today's gyms. <laughs> right? It's very different. Today we define beauty as a thin, youthful, and muscular look. And today we undergo the knife and on extreme diets to achieve a socially acceptable appearance. Not to mention, you know, people do different things like tattoos, body piercings, all practices that are similar to early Chinese customs of binding the feet just to look a certain way, right? And piercings and piercing tattoos are fine, but it's just an example of different things people do to make themselves, you know, feel attractive, right? So we also have strong social standards, which dictate, especially through the media, how we should look. And if our own bodies deviate from these expectations, which is the case for almost all of us, we feel inferior and ashamed. And we hide, we cover up, we don't like an important part of ourselves. We feel depressed, we feel anxious in front of other people, we feel powerless, and we are apologetic when we show the world who we are. Which, you know, just hearing me say that out loud is really sad, right? That we're not loving ourselves for who we are. So, body image refers to your personal relationship with your body, your personal relationship with your body. So this includes all of the beliefs, the attitudes, thoughts, feelings, and perceptions you have about your body. It does not refer to what your body actually looks like. Our body is one of many aspects of who we are. But for many of us, it's the dominating source of our sense of self. If we compare ourselves to what we're supposed to look like, we come up short, and this brings us negative feelings about who we are. We forget that our inner or essential self has many wonderful attributes. And we don't have to harbor negative feelings about ourselves because our external appearance may not conform to current social norms. We may be a few pounds overweight, but it does not mean that people are going to reject us if we show our special inner qualities to other people like our warmth, our caring, our social skills, and our intelligence. These later qualities are what matter most in our relationships with others, not how we look. Many people would rather change their bodies than change their body image. They prefer to undergo plastic surgery, starvation diets, and extreme workouts, rather than focus on learning to like their bodies. Your body image has little to do with your body's outward appearance. It's much more meaningful to learn to appreciate your uniqueness. You're unlike any other person in the world, and this is a cause for celebration. Body image problems generate other problems in our lives. People with negative body images, for example, have problems with self-esteem. Poor self-esteem means feeling personally inadequate, and this influences how we relate to the world, our family, friends, and jobs. Body image problems are also linked to our gender identity or how we feel about our masculinity or femininity. They're linked to depression and feelings of despair about our lives. They're correlated with anxiety in social situations so that we may limit our interactions with other people and fail to try new experiences. 
body image issues can have a strong negative impact on healthy sexual behavior as well. And they provide the ground from which eating disorders develop. So there's a lot of issues going on here regarding our body image, right? And you might fall into one or a couple of them, but um, something to think about. Or, you know, you definitely may know somebody. I think we all know somebody that definitely is hard on themselves, doesn't like something about their body, wants this to change, wishes this would change. So, you know, I think we all can relate to this on, on some level. And being able to change how we think and see ourselves and our perceptions, you know, can make us just happier, happier people and feeling more loved and maybe even taking better care of ourselves. So addressing the body image problems needs to be worked on. And working on body image issues entails changing our definition of our body from more of a negative to more of a positive view. And remember, you know, I always say positive thinking doesn't work because it doesn't last long enough. We really need to change how we're thinking. So we need to understand that societal standards are ever-changing and that few people can even live up to them. It's not helpful to compare ourselves to social ideals that are unattainable. And besides, even if we could achieve them, that would be no guarantee of a happy life. Our inner qualities are much more important for achieving happiness. Furthermore, we tend to judge ourselves much more harshly than other people do, right? And most people are more concerned about their own self-presentation rather than how someone else looks. So, you know, think about even famous people, you know, that we can look at and say, oh, they're so beautiful, and God, if I had their body, if I was tall as them, or I have the muscles that are built, and we can also find those people aren't always happy, or they're making changes, right? We think, oh, they look great, and then we're like, they had some work done, what the heck, right? So, you know, there's no set thing we're assuming how other people feel about themselves and we don't really know and people probably assume how we feel about ourselves and they don't know but again the most important thing you know and what we're concerned about is our own self-presentation rather than how someone else looks so we need to feel good about us so i want to look at a few of the issues that could be addressed in order to acquire a more positive body image so first you want to take an inventory of your body so understand both the strengths and weaknesses in your body image. You're probably satisfied with some aspects of your body. The parts of your body that are problematic for you, unfortunately, stand out and may outweigh the more positive parts. Identify the features of your body that you like and those parts that you don't like. For example, your weight, your face, your physical strength, your hair, and different parts of your body. Next, identify the degree of distress you experience in various social situations due to your physical appearance. Then it is helpful to examine the private thoughts you have about your physical appearance. And some of these thoughts are probably positive. You might say, you know, I like the way I look, the way clothes look on me, while others are negative. I don't feel as free as more attractive people seem to feel. So before developing a more positive body image, it's helpful to know in detail what areas are the problem and what their impact is and how you define them, how you think about them. So again, you know, write down. You know, what are your thoughts when you think about certain parts of your body you're not ha happy with? You know, it's not good enough. It's not attractive. I think there's probably a lot of cognitive distortions about how you think things should look, you know, or how I should look or what I should be. You know, lots of shoulds, right? You're scolding yourself when you do that. So we want to first identify, you know, what are these negative thoughts I have because they're making me feel depressed or making me feel insecure, maybe ashamed. So we can start changing those. Another thing is, where did your body image issues even come from? So this is a good thing because it probably, you know, may be connected to your core beliefs, which we've talked about before. 
So research has shown that people who have had weight problems in the past still show dissatisfaction with their bodies once they have lost their excess weight. We remember our negative perceptions of our bodies from the past, and these perceptions become part of our body image. Childhood can be a challenging time because of the teasing that often occurs. And for most kids, the focus of teasing is, you know, how they look, you know, their weight, maybe even their height. You know, facial acne during the teens can have a lasting effect well into adulthood on your body image, your self-confidence and aspirations. Most teasing comes from siblings and from peers at school. Children and adolescents go through a period of their lives when it's important to establish credibility in the social world and to conform to social norms, a goal that can be defeated when they are teased about their looks. Our old body images have a long memory, sadly to say. So in order to change your body image, it's helpful to understand where the old wounds come from, how you felt at the time, and what influence the teasing had on your behavior. So this is where, you know, working with a professional therapist can make this particularly enlightening experience in which you can begin to repair the old damage and move into the new self-definition where you can see your body from a more integrated perspective. So if you haven't listened already, I have a podcast on core beliefs, which really talks about where these um, core issues come from. So that might be a podcast that could be helpful to listen to, to understand more about, you know, where did these images even come from or these issues, I'm sorry. And based on your body image, Um, And I think a lot of it, too, could be, you know, just growing up, TV, the messages we hear from our families, you know, expectations, you know, how you should look. Or if you're a little kid, you know, so might have been, don't eat this, don't eat that. I mean, there's lots of different stories out there about different things and, you know, what was okay and what isn't okay and what's pretty and what isn't pretty. So those are all a lot of things you can, you know, to think about for yourself. Then you want to work on the anxiety associated with the negative body image. So imagine being able to look calmly in the mirror and, without feeling any anxiety at all, focus on the parts of your body that have always caused you embarrassment. In fact, you'd be able to examine your problematic body areas and feel happy and relaxed, looking in the mirror and being calm about it. So when you work with a therapist, you can first learn how to achieve body relaxation through a variety of techniques. So we can, you know, do mindfulness meditation, we can do relaxation breathing, progressive muscle relaxation, and guided visual imagery. A lot of these things I talk about in my podcast regarding anxiety. Some other techniques you can learn from therapists is self-hypnosis and biofeedback. So you would set some time each day to practice these techniques until you're able to achieve the skill to voluntarily bring your body to a state of complete relaxation while you start to look at yourself. Once you can achieve this, you would then move into a technique called systematic desensitization. You'd first identify several areas of your body, then rank them from satisfied with to dissatisfied with. And starting with the area that causes you little anxiety, you would put yourself into a relaxed state. Imagine looking at that body area, put yourself back into the relaxed state, then open your eyes and look at the body area in the mirror for a few seconds. Repeat this process, but increase the time you look at your body with each exposure. And remember always to go back to the relaxed state until you feel completely calm before looking at your body again. Then do the same thing with the body area that causes you more anxiety than the first. Finally, you'll be able to do this with the body areas that cause you the most anxiety. It's important to work with a therapist as you learn this technique, although you will do your work with the mirror, obviously, in private. And again, this is a big step, so and it's not as easy as it sounds, but it's a good place, a good tool 
for you to use as well as dealing with, you know, when you're anxious, what am I thinking, right? Because with CBT, we know that our anxiety, our, any of our feelings, right, are created by the way we think. So what are those thoughts that cause me anxiety when I look in the mirror at the parts that I don't like? You know, it could be, again, that, you know, it's un I'm unattractive. I'll never be able to change this. I'm stuck looking this way. Other people won't find me attractive. You know, those might be some of the hot thoughts, the thoughts that aren't 100% true that cause anxiety. So this is just one tool you being able to look in the mirror, relaxing yourself, looking at parts of yourself and becoming more comfortable. And again, I tell everybody in therapy, not every tool is going to work for you. You want to find the tools that will work for you. So again, these are all just suggestions. Something else you can do is to question your assumptions. So we all make assumptions about the world we live in, and these assumptions determine how we interpret reality. So for example, we may assume that the only way people could ever like their looks is to change them. Or we might assume that a person's outward appearance is a reflection of their inner personality. We might assume that the first thing people look at when they meet you is your physical appearance. In addition, perhaps we assume that the only way to have a good life is to be physically attractive. All of these are faulty assumptions that are simply not true. So, whether you're working on the CBT on your own or with a the therapist, you want to identify your assumptions about your body, examine the thoughts, figure out the hot thoughts that you have that logically follow these assumptions, identify the feelings that you have that are associated with your assumptions, and by examining these faulty assumptions, we can begin to have more constructive and reality-oriented thoughts about our bodies. When we change our thoughts, our feelings will flow, right? There's the definition of CBT. We need to change our thoughts and have more balanced thinking, and we need to first figure out what they are. We also want to become aware of our cognitive distortions. I also do have a podcast on your cognitive distortions if you want to listen to that. So we make mistakes in how we think about our bodies, and it's helpful in consultation with a therapist or, you know, working on, you know, using the podcast, the Mind Over Mood book that I recommend. Also, the book Feeling Great that I recommend talks about your cognitive distortions to learn how we twist reality by using our cognitive distortions. So I'll give you some examples. So we may use what we call polarized thinking. So the thought is, you know, either I'm beautiful or I'm ugly. And there's no in-betweens. So that's also like the black and white, all or nothing, right? Or we may resort to unrealistic comparisons, like comparing your own looks with a model in a magazine while ignoring that the model's photo was taken by a professional photographer and that the flaws have been airbrushed out of the photo. <laughs> we often engage in selective attention by, for example, focusing on a flaw in our appearance and then magnifying it. So this might be like, you know, this word on my chin makes me look like the biggest ogre on the planet. <laughs> and just focusing on that. We can also engage in cognitive distortions, which we can call projection, right? So that might be that, you know, if I think I'm ugly, then everyone I meet must think that way too. We project our thoughts and feelings onto others, where we attribute to others our own way of thinking, right? That, you know, if I'm thinking this, they must be thinking this. And, you know, what I said a little earlier is about that, you know, we assume that, you know, the first thing people look at when they meet us is your physical appearance. You know, there's some truth in that, right? I mean, I think everybody's judged. Well, you know, are you clean? Are you dirty? Are you dressed nice? Are you dressed up? Are you casual? Like, you know, we all kind of, you know, we know some people that really care about, you know, uh, a lot of makeup maybe, or their hair is always in place, or not that any of that's bad. But yeah, people do look at us initially. But 
but that's not the only thing. You know, it's not like, oh, I want to talk to them whether or not based on how you look. Hopefully there's a lot more they see. There's a lot more to you than just that. But not that that's the only thing. So that's for sure. And then you want to celebrate your body and yourself. So once you've addressed the factors that contribute to a negative body image, you can put your energy into self-acceptance instead of hiding yourself from others. You can find joy in expressing who you are to others. You'll be in a position to celebrate your own unique self and to take pride in the fact that you're like no other person in the world. And so, as I mentioned in this last statement here about self-acceptance, that, you know, that that's a biggie, you know, accepting whatever it might be. I've always teased that, you know, I'm on the shorter side and um, I just had to accept that. I can wear heels sometimes, but, you know, what am I going to do? Try to stretch myself, beat myself up. That's just the way it is. You know, I'm also um, a redhead. I can tell you when I was a kid, I did not like being a redhead. And over the years, I've accepted it. And now I do like it. But it was challenging growing up. That was part of my image, you know, that there, you know, I had one other friend that was a redhead. I was different. I stood out. I kind of want to be like everybody else, you know. So that can be part of, you know, again, your body image, how you look. All different things that, you know, can affect you and that you want to work on and that you don't want to just focus on the things you don't like. Because everybody's got something, right? Most of us have something we don't like. But there's way more, hopefully, that we do like, you know. And also being, you know, grateful for your body and how your body works. It's not just how it looks, but being grateful that, you know, it works for you, right? Every day, everything's pumping the right way. Your blood, oxygen, liver, kidneys, everything's working, you know, in tune. All the things that your body can do for you to be grateful. And you know what? If you can work on something, go right ahead. But don't starve yourself. You know, don't set up these unrealistic expectations. Don't try to go look like someone else. Try to find the beauty within yourself and look like you. So when you can look in the mirror and you feel good and you know, you know what? I'm doing everything I can in a healthy way. I need to honor my body and not starve it or not do other things to make it look a certain way. This is my only body. I need to really honor that. And that's something you really want to teach your kids. If you have children or nieces or nephews or, you know, Help them really honor their body and not just be focused on how they look. Because in the long run, that is not what's going to get you through life, how you look. It's going to be your values, your morals, your character, you know, everything you strive for, the things that are important to you. That's what's going to really be important. So I hope this made you start to think and maybe identify, like, maybe you do have some body issues that you want to work on and how the CBT can help. So Again, if you have any other questions, if I can clarify anything, you know, reach out to me. You can always email me at mycbtpodcast at gmail.com. You can go to my website at mycognitivebehavioraltherapy.com. And, you know, there's videos, there's newsletters, lots of different things there. You can contact me through that as well. I'm on Instagram at mycbtpodcast. I'd love you to follow me. You can also follow me on my Facebook page at Julie Osborne LCSW Um, and I'm also on LinkedIn at Dr. Julie Osborne so there's lots of ways to reach out and I'm here I respond and um, I just love being able to you know work with you guys and and teach you this CBT and and we're making a difference out there and we're sharing with each other and it's just um, it's just a wonderful thing so I feel grateful I feel blessed Thanks for taking the time today to be with me. Again, I hope this was a helpful podcast and take good care of yourselves and be safe.
Whoa, Poe Productions.